Rolling out now for an epic night Dressed to the nines, all stars in sight But to their fright, they can't get inside And on the guest list, well, check it twice Can't get in, Rev's anger ignited MK's heart stop, can't revive it Bouncer saying, hey, let's not get excited They yell back, how are we not invited? Episode 10 of How Are We Not Invited? The Big Ten. Woo! I can't believe we've actually made it to 10 episodes. We haven't even talked about this. 10. I know. It's like a milestone. And for two hardworking, busy entertainment chicks and one in grad school, I think it's quite an accomplishment. And nobody better to do it with than like a good friend. I know. And we've been, as we've said, we've been connecting with all of our friends. And actually this week, our guest is an old friend of Mary Kate's. Yes, my friend Nicole Marion, who works in casting for reality TV. She's so fun. And we went to college together. So, so happy to have her on. Um, It was like a breath of fresh air to see an old friend. I'm sure, because you guys don't get to see each other very much, right? No, the last time I saw her was in LA when I last saw you, which was right before the pandemic. I can't even believe like how lucky I was that I got by with this, by the skin of my teeth, I got to take that trip to LA. Yeah, it was last year. It was literally February. Yeah, while we were walking around, like I was with classmates and we were walking around and somebody got an alert on their phone and they were like, uh, somebody in San Francisco has the coronavirus, like that Chinese coronavirus, like the thing in China. And we were like, whoa, that's crazy. Like we had no idea what was coming. We were like, well, that's far away from LA. Oh my God. I know because you and I, you and I had like gone to the Santa Monica pier and there was a gazillion people. And then we went out to a restaurant that was like completely packed. Remember we couldn't even get a table. Mm -hmm. And then we were like, just hopping around town, just like doing whatever we wanted, not realizing we wouldn't yeah. be able to do that again. Yeah. So crazy. So that's the last time you saw Nicole. Yes. And you guys yeah. had gone to college together. It's crazy. I haven't seen some of my friends from college and like, I hate to even say like, it must be 10 years. And we like yeah. try to text each other here and there mm-hmm. to try to keep in touch. But I went to school in New York. So like most of my college friends are actually still over there. They live in Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like the friends that you actually grow out of. Mm -hmm. And I had a friend tell me one time, she said, um, some people are only supposed to be in your life for a certain certain time in your life. And then they're not supposed to continue with you as you get older. And they serve a purpose basically for that, like one part of your life. And I think back sometimes because I do have a couple people that uh, I was super close with and like, you know, back in my twenties and we Mm -hmm. did everything together. We went drinking together. We partied together. We, one one of them I lived with for a little while and I don't even like talk to them anymore. Like a couple of the girls I had a falling out with, you know, and I, when we did have the falling out, in that moment, I kind of knew like, okay, like we don't mesh well as friends anymore. Like we had a great time together when we had a great time together. But now that we've gone through these couple arguments or whatever it is, I'm realizing like we're growing out of this friendship. And when I think about a couple of the girls now as who I am now, I'm like, I can't even see myself becoming friends with that person now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we have nothing in common. Totally. Except, you know, so it's just, it's wild to think about. And I think that's such like a special statement that my friend had said to me, like, you know, these people are only serving a purpose for a short time in your life, because it's kind of exciting to think about that you will be continuing to meet all these people. Yes. Like we could have a best friend. I think about this all the time. I could meet a girl at like 45 that becomes like my bestest friend in the entire world. And I just don't know her yet. Yes. And it's like, she's out there, you know? (laughs) My mom, ever since I was little, my mom has always, always, always said to me, take one friend 
at least one friend, but only one friend from each part of your life. And if you do that, you're lucky. Like you've got your one friend from grade school who like, maybe now you're 30 years old and you're not as close, but like you have beautiful memories of that person and maybe like still talk or whatever, but like from each phase of your life. And my mom has like truly lived that in that one of her closest friends in this whole world is my kindergarten teacher. Literally, we are family friends. (gasps) We, our houses down the Cape are pretty close to each other. We see them all the time. I've been to like her daughter's weddings, like close, close, close family friends. And she was my kindergarten teacher. My mom was 45 years old, like you said. Yeah. There you You go. You just don't know. It's so cool. And then there's like friends like you and I, who just Mm -hmm. work as, you know, because we worked as friends in our 20s. Yeah, and now we're working as friends in our 30s because we have enough in common and like our bond is strong enough where I almost feel like meeting people I don't know maybe if anyone disagrees let me know but meeting people later in life like we met when I was already in my late 20s yeah you know I feel like because you're more established as who you are as that person like those friends I feel like potentially could last longer unless you had like some crazy falling out but meeting people when you're younger and you're a little bit more like figuring your shit out. Yeah. Those people might not last. I had a set of friends from college that I probably still have a lot in common with them. Mm -hmm. Um, We had like a, I guess a falling out for a different reason, but I began to realize, and I think one of them actually said it was that like this, the biggest thing we had in common was that we went to college together and we talked oh, about the fun times that we had in college. Yeah. And it was always about like the things that were happening in the past. Like we had all these inside jokes. And at some point, like you and I do this a lot where we reminisce and like, yeah. that's wonderful and beautiful. And like, we love that. Yeah. But also like we talk about new things and we talk right. about what's going on now and we support each other now. Yeah. And I think when you can't move beyond those like fun yes, memories from point. the past yes. into making new memories yes. or supporting whatever's going on in each other's lives in mm-hmm. that, in the current moment, that's where you kind of have that breakdown, I think. Yeah, I agree but again, with you. Like, your friend is right. It serves a season and like mm-hmm. there's a reason why these people were in your lives and maybe they shaped you know, either something about your personality or the kind of friend that you want to be in the future. I know that's happened to me. I had one girlfriend, um, we had a falling out. We were like inseparable in high school, inseparable. Um, And we had a falling out after I graduated college. She would like come up to visit me in college and we had a falling out kind of over like the guy I was dating at the time because, you know, it's tough to maintain your friendships, especially with like one of your Mm. first big relationships so like we were just bickering and I wasn't spending enough time with her and you know it was probably a mixture of both of us but we got into like this big blowout and we like completely stopped talking and like years went by and I was always so sad about it because we just had like I have so Mm. many amazing memories with this girl anyway we saw each other at a bar years and years later and she pulled me aside and she said, hey, um, I just want to let you know that like, I'm sorry about what happened with us. Oh. And like, I hope we can move on. Like it was me. I was going through some shit. I shouldn't have done that. And I would love for us to be able to like keep in touch. That's and I so like, nice. it was amazing. And I like, we still talk to this day. And um, she means a lot to me. And like, we'll text each other and Instagram each other probably I don't know every few weeks and I love and it's just and I'm like if she hadn't done that one simple act of like apologizing um you know it makes you wonder too like depending on how the falling out was like you know sometimes is it worth repairing it years later because it could not go well for one of the people but you know I'm so thankful that she did that yeah there definitely is something to this idea of being the one to swallow your pride and be yeah, totally honest and be honest and be like, I miss you. Or like, I let's let bygones be bygones. Or if you feel like you have something to apologize for, apologize for it. Right, like there is something to being that bigger person and you never know 
the other person's probably doing the same thing. Like the other person's probably looking on your Instagram and seeing what you're doing. And I agree. Whatever. And like, but my other inseparably best friend from college, one of them who is like a sister to me, mm-hmm. she and I had a falling out our last semester of our last year of college. And it was big and it was bad. And I'm sure that any of my like friends who know me that are listening know about this it was mm-hmm. bad it was really yeah. really bad and um a few years later my mom had to have an operation for something and she texted me and was like I'm thinking of you and uh at that point we just decided that like or I I decided like I'm gonna let this person back in because it hurts to look back at positive memories and have them stained by the fact that you're no longer friends, right? you know, because you have wonderful experiences with somebody and like, obviously it's situational. Um, but yeah, like, and, and, and she and I, I don't know. I don't even think we apologize to be honest, if it like truly, which is whatever, but like I was in her wedding. She's like my best friend in the entire world. We talk every day you know, she has a beautiful son. Like she's my dearest, dearest friend in the world. And like, sometimes it just takes apologizing or accepting an apology, one or the other, you know? Yeah, totally. I'm, I feel like the situations with my few, the few girls I don't talk to anymore, um, has definitely made me feel like I should, in my current friendships, I should be more forgiving and not let things Mm -hmm. get to a point where like, we just have blowouts or like you know if there's something I don't agree with or something that like bothers me I try to bring it up to them right away and say like hey like yeah. FYI this is how I feel and you know I I'm tr- I try to get ahead of those things so that we don't end up in a situation where I was with these other friends yeah but totally anyway I'm so yeah. I'm like happy we talked about that because it's something I think about all the time and I I love making new friends and and like yeah. we're talking about blowouts and sometimes people just sort of grow Phase apart. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that happens. Like that's and like totally just stop normal talking. Too. I I agree. My favorite, and we go back to this over and over because it's you and I. It's like doesn't matter how much time passes. It's just like oh, you pick right back up where you left off. Yeah, I think that's a good true friend when you I like. like yeah, and. I honestly, I feel like Nicole for you is probably one of those people. And I feel like I'm friends with her now too, because we had such a great conversation and I'm like, I want to be best friends with her now because she's amazing. So (laughs) (laughs) I hope there's room for more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nicole is a great friend and she is a super fun person to listen to. So get ready. I think we should go into the interview. Yeah. You guys are going to love it. Love it. Love it. Let us know what you think. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Nicole Marion, who is a casting producer, and she works in reality. She works in game shows. She does it all. So, And she's a very close personal friend of mine, and we went to college together, and I love her very much. Hi, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Hi, how are you guys? We're great. How are you doing? I'm good. It's very interesting to feel like on the other side where I'm being like interviewed. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, good. exactly. Cause you're the one always doing that as a casting producer. I didn't even yeah. think of that. Yeah. Do you do all your things on zoom now? Yeah. Everything's on zoom. It used to be like COVID. Well, like 2020, like completely changed the game as far as like technology wise. We, used to do I mean whatever wasn't in person was over Skype and now Skype has been like mm. unfortunately like kind of eliminated like everything's over Zoom because right. a lot more features and it just works better like Skype is yeah. very very finicky so yeah oh, that's interesting awesome. that's crazy I do want to talk about um COVID and how that's affected your job but we'll get there so tell us how you got into casting so I actually, so like Mary Kate said, we went to college together at Hofstra on Long Island. I'm originally from Connecticut. So um, moving home after college, I started applying to like just jobs close to like my parents' house or relatively close, like New York-ish. I'm from the, I'm from like 
Connecticut near Rhode Island side. So it's still kind mm-hmm. of a, a haul, but I started applying to like everything. And the first job I got in TV was Jerry Springer. Oh so, my God. Yeah. Jerry. So pre- I can't believe I didn't even prepare to talk about Jerry Springer. I'm sorry, Rebecca. I, I should have told it's you. It's okay. I'm already like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no, everyone's always just like, wait, what? So yeah, Jerry Springer shoots, or it did shoot, I should say, uh, in Stanford, Connecticut. So that was like two hours from my parents' house. So I, after graduating, I moved to the other side of Connecticut and stood that for a season and a half. So like a year and a half. Like a, it was a pretty big deal. I feel like I remember you getting that job and being like, yes, way to go. It's so good. No, it was so exciting because Jerry Springer is iconic. Like literally like that every, like people know Jerry Springer. Um, so what my job was, Jerry, it was, we would say it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I and love I that. Know, <laughs> literally like in television, like not even like necessarily in casting, it's known as being like infamous for like well, trash talk, trash talk, I should say in general is infamous for, if you can do that, you can literally do anything. I've literally gotten jobs like solely on the fact that I've worked at Jerry Springer. Wow. Um, so I was a, a booking PA, which okay. uh, essentially what Jerry Springer broke down to is in one week, you had five teams that cast five shows and they shot all those shows on Monday and Tuesday. So I was part of one specific, one of five teams that literally got the people on the show. Um, we spend, so the way the week would break down is if your show was on Monday, you had Tuesday off and then Wednesday through Saturday, you were getting them to Connecticut. And then Sunday you were literally like traveling them in doing wardrobe Monday. You threw them on stage, did the show. They went home, you had Tuesday off. And so it was like hundred hour weeks. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It was, it's, it's like the fucking craziest thing in the entire world, (laughs) but yeah, getting the crazy people show. It's literally was the, my first, uh, taste of television. So I thought that was normal also was working these hours, right. Talking to insane people constantly, (laughs) but yeah, that was kind of how I got into casting. And then from there, just kind of like all of my jobs since then kind of just snowballed because I was, I knew how to get people on television shows or like I knew how to get them or find them or talk to them or things like that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So it totally prepared you and you, and you must've enjoyed it too, if you kept going with it. Uh, But no, it literally like, it was definitely this rush. I don't know. We, we joke a lot because I'm still very good friends with people. Like I live with two people I met because of that experience. Oh, cool. Um, And I, I did that like 2012, 2013, but, uh, it definitely gave us like, I don't know, we call it like trauma bonding or just like that oh. adrenaline rush <laughs> of like, you spent all week working so hard for something. And then show day was like, so euphoric. And it wasn't, we don't know if it was because of like sleep deprivation or just like that satisfaction of like, yeah. get on the stage, mm-hmm. do it. And then get the hell home. And yeah. then we could like, <laughs> that's why. Okay, so I feel like you have to just tell us like one crazy story from Jerry Springer. Pick your best. Well, the thing is, so I we, we literally joke about this all the time. We call it trauma bonding, which sounds terrible, but it's literally what it is. Yeah. Is, so when you're fresh out of Jerry, you're like, it's literally like, like someone who's been like kept in a cave and then you get released into reality. Oh my God. <laughs> And you don't realize like certain things aren't funny. Like I literally went on a date like two years ago and the guy was like, tell me about Jerry. And I started telling, he goes, that's not funny. Like that's like upsetting. And I was like, what? And he was like, that's not funny. And I was like, yeah. and meanwhile, my friend, like my girlfriend, <laughs> like that's fucking hilarious. And nowadays it's like the things we went through or the things we asked people to do absolutely bonkers. Um, so like the stories like to me that are funny, I don't know if they're funny, but like I one time, like, so we had this story. It was just a, tra- a traditional, you know, cheating story, um, boyfriend, girlfriend, and the mistress and the mistress, traditional. My, producer, <laughs> <laughs> um, my producer at the time was male and sh- this woman, the mistress yep. thought 
her way of flirting with him was saying like, oh, I might be pregnant. Oh, I'm so like emotional, hormonal. And he goes, you're here to fucking fight. You're going to fucking take a pregnancy test. So he sent me to her (gasps) room. I watched her pee on a stick, had to send him pictures of it. And then I ate her Buffalo Wild Wings for like (laughs) a minute because I was so pissed off. I was like, this is absolutely bonkers. And that was your job. That was my job. Yeah. This woman, we literally, like, we literally flew her out there to do to fight. And she, if she was pregnant, we can't make her fight, obviously. And her weird, like, flirting with our producer was the way to say this. Like, it's just very sad. It was just very bizarre. And like, I sent him the pregnancy test. He goes, "Good, we don't have to send her home." And I was like, "I want to oh, eat no. chicken, and I want to take 15 because yeah. this is absolutely insane." Um, wow. So I guess it's kind of what I suspected it would be like to work for an insane show like that, like just insanity and, and all those guests are like real people, right? That have these true situations or do you guys fabricate some of that? So the fascinating thing to me is that everything starts from grain of truth. So it's real in the sense that like we legally can't say like husband, wife, mother, daughter, things like that, unless you're legally like that's your actual uh, title. Okay. But Mm -hmm. in the relationship, like if it wasn't real or didn't have a sense of reality, it never was a good show. Like you can tell when people don't have chemistry Um, from connection there, but like, so most like 90% of the couples are a thousand percent together. Their issues, we just unfortunately exacerbated we completely like right um so but like but it's just it's so it's so fucked up like you would just like take like a real couple just find out their insecurities completely destroy them and then like it doesn't even matter if that mistress if it was a man or a woman even like had feelings for the other person because that that person would be so fucking riled up i could get anybody to beat the shit out of their best friend on stage because you would just convince them so and it was wow. crazy but like wow. it all comes from a place of reality because like most of the times they're real couples or they're real uh relationships if we've said they are but and their feelings are real it's just like the dramatics of what they may have claimed to have experienced or yeah it reminds me of yeah. that, um that show on hulu unreal did you guys see that oh the bachelor type show yeah because it's so much it's like really jogging my memory about that show because there was so Mm -hmm. much of that of like there was truth to it but then the producers totally manipulated every single situation to create season one when that show came out everybody from jerry's friend was like did you see season one oh see so it was like triggered you guys totally and I know people yeah. that work on The Bachelor and Bachelorette and they're like, this is real. This is exactly what they do. Like, it's oh literally that. Like, and the thing, it just sucks. is like, these people, like, they just don't know any better. Like, they yeah. didn't know any better. So like, they were like, oh yeah, like, it's fine. Like, and then we, but the thing is too, is like us as employees thought this was fine. Cause most of the employees, like it's a lot, uh, traditionally, like they get a lot of like interns get promoted or like myself, mm. like straight out of college, like people who haven't had a lot of other television experience. Right. So we just think it's normal to, to of be course. exhausted all the yeah. time and manipulate people and things like that. So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind like, of sad. on the flip side, like, again, my friend, my people who I've grown with from it have said that like, it has like, nobody works better than somebody who's come from a specifically trash talk because it creates this incredible worth ethic, which yeah. I guess kind of like sucks because it's kind of like you've been through battle. Like it's literally right. like mile by fire. Um, right. That like we we just are, it's like ingrained. Like we joke that it's like, unfortunately like some sort of PTSD that we have. We're like, we have to work really hard. We're always down to work long hours. Like even now, like I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Like I work really, really hard. And even mm-hmm. stuff that like doesn't necessarily need it because we're just so ingrained that like, you're only like, oh, you didn't book a story this week, then you're going to get punished and you're going to work late because of it. Like, it's just like this ingrained, like, no, I need to be, I need to work really hard and do really, really well. So that like producer's not mad at me. And that way I'm not like punished by having to like greet guests at 3am or like, or like just do crazy stuff. Like, yeah. What a world. So you obviously created these bonds with your friends and now you're all out in LA together. So tell us how, like, how that happened for you, how you came to LA, yeah, how you ended up all together still. What is that like? So, um, so after like a season and a half at Jerry, I, I left 
So I then started looking for jobs. I got jobs in New York City doing game show casting primarily. Um, okay. I, did a bunch, I did a couple of other reality shows, but my first one out of Jerry was uh, a game show. So I was like, cool. this is a completely different world. Super exciting. Like I can totally mm-hmm. do a game show. Um, but after leaving Jerry, like a lot of us just like, most of us just stayed really good friends. Cause either some of us were still at Jerry. Some of us that were moving on in different directions, but like, again, we just like formed these really strong bonds. I decided, uh, in like 2015, well, January, like 2015, I was my roommate and I, at the time were like, we're going to LA. Um, why not? We had like an existential, like quarter life crisis. Why don't we try the West coast for work? That sort of thing. Um, and the game show I had gone on right before Jerry Springer, um, one of the, I was still in contact with one of the people I worked from there. Cause they were LA based company that was just doing a show in New York. Oh, cool. So they, um, so I had like posted that I was moving or something like that. And one of the girls, uh, like text me, she goes, oh, you're moving to LA. We're actually like staffing up, like, do you need a job? And I was like, yeah, I actually don't have a job and I'm moving to LA like this week. And she was like, if you can get here by like next week, you can start. And literally I left, uh, New York on t- Wednesday, we drove out. We didn't, we got there Saturday. I had an apartment and job Tuesday and like, I never like stopped. It's wow, been, it was like this crazy whirlwind and I worked for that company for quite a while. So you're currently working for a company right now. Yeah. I'm working yeah. for a specific company right now. And what kind of shows are you guys casting at the moment? So right now I'm working on Let's Make a Deal. They're also casting The Price is Right and Wheel of Fortune. Mm. I love all those shows. (laughs) It's like, it's the fun casting. That's why it's like game shows are fun. I mean, every show is a lot of work. Um, And the company I work for there, I I mean, I've been like permalance. I've been with them since March, uh, which has been nice. And I've worked Mm. with them a bunch over the last few years. so it's been kind of nice to just have like this long-term gig because let's yeah. say is just such a long-term show. They just, they have so many episodes. So it's just been really nice in that regard. And it's a game show. So like, you're not getting too hot and heavy with like background, your uh, stories. You're more just like, tell me why you want to be yeah. in the show. You want money? Like, tell me about your life a little bit and have fun with it. So are all the people in the audience of let's make a deal cast is it like just by chance or do you like have everybody in the audience all dressed up and then you know like which ones are gonna get to be on um no that's a great question so the best way to answer that before covid um they did a bunch of casting but people could still get in line to go to let's make a deal um neither is guaranteed but going through casting ups your chance because you already know what what kind of cost you already you already know the costume type of deal like as if you show up something that's like trademarked mm-hmm. you're probably going to be put like in the back and like things like that but like being going through a casting company means you kind of already know the drill they you already um are kind of a lot more prepared to just like what the day is going to entail like people who like kind of show up in line don't necessarily always know that's going to be like a long day like things like that nothing's ever guaranteed before covid but it did very much so up your your possibility just because uh we prepped those people a lot because they we wanted mm-hmm. to make sure people would you know know what they were getting themselves into because you can't always guarantee like somebody in line will be like oh i've got to wait more than 30 minutes i'm out it's like well if we just waited on people to line up they wouldn't we wouldn't fill an audience what are you looking for like when you are casting for just sort of generic game show versus um you know you said you did the four like how how do you approach those people what are you looking for from them what is that no, like? totally. well game shows are different than like talent-based shows so like game shows mm-hmm. generally and the thing is too is like people think we're like we're blown smoke up their ass we just genuinely want you to have a really good time i want you to have a really good attitude i want you mm-hmm. to have energy um we just want you to want to have fun because if and unfortunately it's like if you've had a bad day that sucks and I feel really bad but like it's television and you have to be ready to have like to have fun but that doesn't mean we want you to not be yourself and the difference is is like Mm -hmm. you can tell when somebody's being fake and they're just like acting like like you don't want to watch like that goofy fake person you want to watch that who's genuinely truly excited and having a good time 
Um, mm-hmm. And the thing is, is we want just real people. And again, it sounds so fake and dumb, but it's not. We want real people because like when you're at home, you love seeing people win or people do well that are being genuinely themselves, having a good time. And also just like come off real. Like you're like, oh my God, that mom or like, oh yeah, my God, yeah. that like college student or whatever the case may be. So yeah. like for game shows, it's like, it's not rocket science. And like, it's something that like all of us till we're blue in the face have said, we all have like Instagram, like highlights about it. Listen when the person booking you tells you what to do, because they don't want you to fail. They want you to do well. So if they're telling you to like, be prepared for your zoom, mm. be prepared for your zoom the way we told you, like we'll send you an email, like be prepared, I think is the number one thing. Um, because like it shows you listen and it shows that like you want to do this because if right. you show I'm prepared, then like, I'm already like, then you don't care. Like, then I can't trust that you're going to like actually show up to the day we scheduled you for, for taping or that you're going to actually want to like have fun on that day. Um, mm-hmm. so it really is just people with like great big energy, good attitudes, pre- being prepared and just paying attention. Um, cause I feel like people are like, oh, like they won't like me because like I'm, I'm just very average, normal, or I'm not interesting. Anybody can be interesting. You just have to figure out what's interesting about them. Like if your favorite thing in the whole freaking world is like ice cream, which sounds like dumb to somebody. If you can tell me about why you like it, how long you've liked it, like the, like you have random fun fact about, like, I don't care what your, like what your niche is, as long as you can talk about it, like being able to talk and have that confidence that you like something we can make people interesting about any sort of thing. It's just like the people that are like already come in with like a negative attitude already come in. Like, I'm not interesting. It's like, well, yeah. Cause you're making yourself not interesting. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I think that's such a good attitude. Like, I know life. I love it. I think it's, it seems like a positive experience. So I, is the process for casting these shows that you, do you guys do like a casting call kind of thing where people have to apply and respond and then you select and then they come on zoom or. So because of everything before COVID was different with different shows, but most shows now, or at least the shows that I'm working on is it is an application based process. We watch like we're posting it everywhere or or it's all over whatever casting places you can look. So like you fill an application and then we reach out to you. Like it's almost guaranteed if you fill an application, you will be contacted. Uh-huh. Um, just because like, we never know who's on the other side of that phone. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. Like we'll call you, we'll do like a phone conversation for a couple of minutes and then see if, you know, this is a right fit. Cause sometimes you're just not a right fit. Sometimes like after a couple of minutes, you realize that like, you don't actually want to do the show or maybe we think of something that's better for you or whatever the case may be. Um, if you're, if you're a right fit, or this is something we definitely think you should be interviewed for, um, like for real, you get set up with a zoom interview and then, uh, you get like a, an email breakdown, like reminding you how to like, look, but sincerely, we just want you to look nice. Yeah. Um, in a quiet, mm-hmm. non-distracting environment. Um, good lighting, standing up. If it's a game, if it's a game show, so that way you can like stand up, just promotes better energy mm-hmm. and just like be ready to have fun. Like, it just sounds so simple, but like, that's literally what it is. Just be ready to have fun and be prepared. Yeah. So you're just looking like on your zoom call, you're just wanting them to just project the kind of energy that they're going to show on the show, basically. Exactly that. And like I said, like, I don't know how many times, like I've talked to somebody and like, I like to wrap up my interviews being like, is there anything else you'd like to add? They'd be like, um, well, actually I was like in the Navy. Does that matter? Yeah. That's really interesting. That's pretty cool. Or like, Oh, I've like, I have like 18 siblings. Does that matter? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's like, like people don't <laughs> think about you. Like you're interesting. Anybody can be interesting. You just have to be willing to like, want to have a good time. And even if you're nervous, like that's fine. Like it, I don't want people to also, I think people get turned off. They're like, I'm really nervous. It's like, that's fine. Like we can work through that if you're willing to work through being a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, I think people are just their own worst enemies when it comes to like doing like a high energy interview. Cause they just like psych themselves out or they Absolutely. just don't have the right energy and that's okay. You're good for something else. You're just not good for maybe a show that requires you to have like super high energy. Right. So like one episode of let's make a deal. How many people do you have to cast for that one episode? So 
before COVID. I don't necessarily know the numbers. It was like in like a hundred or in the hundreds. Um, well now because of COVID it's cut like dramatically, like you can actually check out episodes now that like shows the social dishonest audience. It actually looks really cool because like, I literally watched it. I was like, if you told me this was pre COVID, I believe you because they've just set the stage up really well to be social. Yeah. People behind them. So it literally just looks like, Oh, cool. Like this is just a kind of futuristic game show setup. Um, before COVID, it was like like hundreds of people because you have to you have to gear it's like backups like you have to always overbook to oh, make yeah. sure that you just fill what's needed. Um, so these people drop out. People want to like they, for whatever reason they're not going to go on stage. Um, things like that. So yeah, before COVID, it was like so many people, and like now it still is a lot of people, but it's not as dramatically high as a number. But That's like crazy, you must have to like. I mean, you must just spend your days just back to back to back to back interviews, right? Like, yeah, the I way mean, we set up, we have a, we break it down to sessions. Okay. So like three producers and I, we have a couple sessions a day, but it's back to back to back. So we like, right. that's why Zoom has completely taken away from Skype because they have waiting rooms. So it's like, if you're booked for like 10 to 11, I'll have like 25 people or 20 or 15 or however many people are booked for that session, just in my waiting room. It's just like, boom. Boom. Oh, boom, wow. Boom. Yeah. So it was like five minute interviews and then you're out. Five minute interview, then you're out. And then it's just like next person, next person, next person. It's exhausting. It's like, it's like a literal casting yeah. room. Like you would imagine like yeah. walking into a studio and sitting, waiting to like meet the direct casting director. That's yeah. amazing. Because that's what they used to do for like any sort of game show. Uh, a lot of game shows used to do that. They would do casting rooms and just be like, okay, let's get your energy, but that sort of thing. And now we can't do that. So literally like Zoom made it possible to do a virtual casting room. Just be like, okay, go, go, go. But it was one at a time. Do you think they'll stick with that? after COVID is over? A lot of casting has like completely like been like, this is this is probably our future for a long time. Like the company I work for wow. now, she got rid of Robin. She's like, I'm not paying rent anymore. She got completely rid of it. Wow. Um, because they realized that like most of the stuff we do, we don't have to be in office for. In office is mostly like this social aspect of like just being with your coworkers, which is yeah. really cool. Um, but nine times out of 10, nothing you have to do that you can't do over zoom. So like, Agreed. it's, it's really yeah. kind of changed yeah. the game that we don't have to be in office for casting anymore. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I wanted to ask you COVID wise, do you feel like you're getting less people applying or submitting because people are too afraid to go on the show and be in a room with people? Or do you think it stayed the same? So I think it kind of stayed the same because we literally, the mindset was everybody's home. There's no excuse not to be able to zoom with us. And I can't tell you how many people were so excited and happy to do an interview because we had no end date. We were like, Oh, we're not shooting. We don't know our shoot dates yet. We just are putting you in the can to just get you guys uh, ready. People were so excited to have something to do oh, for like cool. 30 minutes. Yeah. That makes sense. Like I talked to so many people that are like, you're the first person besides like my husband I've talked to, or like my, I can tell my kids to leave me alone for 30 minutes, which all sounds like bad, but it's not like you're with these people constantly. I get it. Yeah. Um, Or like, I've talked to so many people that like, if you have a common interest, like I've gone on like 20 minute tangents about like RuPaul's Drag Race, because I'll talk to somebody who's like, so my favorite show, like I'm a huge RuPaul Drag Race fan. I'm like, me too. And I'll like push pause and like, we'll talk. I'll be like, and they'll be like, thank you so much. Like I haven't talked to anybody in a while. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh, that's kind of nice. I, I think that's really cool. Just so many interesting points about COVID. Like the fact that it's changing the whole world of casting as far as your, your profession goes. And then on top of it, kind of like, it's almost like you're doing a good deed too. People have like thanked me or thanked my, my team for being like, thank you so much Aww. for doing this. Like, this is really nice. And we're like, you're welcome. Like yeah. also for us, it's been a huge distraction to work this entire time. Yeah, I mean, you're like, very lucky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like very, very lucky. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, I, almost nobody I know in casting has like, we call it like going dark or going down mm-hmm. um, because it's freelance because so like almost all the networks have been like okay we realize we can't shoot which means we have to be ready to shoot a ton of shit so we need to have like so much shit Mm. ready to go so like nothing's really stopped as far as casting there's maybe a couple lulls 
for right. sure where people were like certain productions were like I don't know if we can shoot mm-hmm. this realistically mm-hmm. whenever it could be so like but like game shows have not stopped a lot of stuff has just been like no we're gonna get it ready to so we can start shooting now and a lot of stuff is just started shooting like and they're just banging it out so that way they can start airing soon because now it's getting to that weird place where like normally this is when you air everything so now they're like kind of running out of new content so they're just like we are going to start shooting a lot of stuff um so like it kind of it didn't help casting but it didn't hurt casting at least from my experience and a lot of experience with people around me our jobs were the only effective was that we now work from home right but I I mean Mm. whereas like people like production and actually people like who work on set have been greatly affected casting like fortunately has just not been at least from the majority of people I know and myself wow that's really good good to hear so you you do a combination of game shows reality television um anything else kind of interesting that you cast for so I'm a re- so I work in reality casting like I've only ever done reality I've never done scripted uh-huh. but everything's technically under the umbrella of reality because I've never right. done anything where somebody's acting so it's like Got under it. reality mm-hmm. is game shows is considered like technically sort of reality mm-hmm. um competition shows yeah. are like real like just all under the umbrella I've done competition shows I've done game shows like um like docu-star shows I worked on like Hotel Impossible like finding those hotels oh cool um, yeah, so it's yeah. all like different sorts of areas of like finding yeah. real people I've worked on in all different sorts of capacity, whether it's them competing for something or us just following them around or them just wanting to be a part of something. I'm uh, curious because earlier you said sometimes you have to find the quote unquote unicorn person. So yeah. like what would that person be and like why is it hard to find? So for uh, competition shows, like the four, um, which I did both seasons on Fox. Um, I actually found the winner of season one. I found top <gasps> four. I won the top four of season two. So. Go girl. Look I love you. it. Like literally my claim to fame on that show is I made jello shots for like set and Diddy's like, <laughs> somebody handed Diddy one and he texted somebody who then told me he liked it. So I was like, he likes my jello shots. So Diddy told you yeah, he likes I mean, that's your jello shots. Right. Diddy texted you and said, I like your jello uh, shots, Nicole. Be <laughs> my friend. He texted me, he texted me through a few phones. Yeah. Um, you were super invited was. to Diddy's white party <gasps> because you made jello shots. Literally that. Um when we say like we joke we're looking for like a unicorn is like you're looking for like the total package but that hasn't been like so when it comes to like okay the four like a competition show you want somebody because it's a talent-based show you want somebody that's like obviously not been discovered hasn't been on other shows and has like kind of that whole package deal as far as like personality looks like somebody who could win a show like I Jersey Shore that has nothing to do with me but I, we always Jersey Shore is one of the biggest casting like phenomenons whoever cast those people is that those are unicorns Snooki is a household name and they found this so true. beautiful drunk unicorn in like Poughkeepsie somewhere <laughs> and it's just like that's my goal I want to find the next Snooki. yes I want to go down as being like I found Snooki because like that's infamous or like or the other like uh any sort of major person you know from like that's for casting like they had to cast Jersey Shore you have to find those people so it Mm -hmm. shows like that where like they're like find me somebody who's going to make good television and who people are going to want to watch like all of those types of shows like I want like it's hard to not watch from a casting point because I'm like who cast this show it's either garbage or it's great like who let that fly like how'd they get passed like stuff like that but it's just like you are looking for these like these diamonds in the yeah. oh my very, god stress it's very exhilarating but it's also very stressful and very frustrating because like they'll ask you can you find like a man with three legs that's been to the moon but also hasn't like ne- he's not into social media you know like <laughs> what like, okay like I'll find you like my roommate just worked on a show where they were like can you find someone that like doesn't know social media but wants to be on a reality show like what <laughs> that's rare. that like is so hard because like those people just don't they're not you're they're not who you think they are the people yeah. who don't like 
who mm-hmm. I don't like social media on reality shows. No, they just like don't post that often. It becomes competitive too. Casting is very competitive to want to find the best. You want to find people that win shows. You want to find people that like, like the Snooki thing. You want to find people that are going to stand out. People are going to get you because if you do really, really well, you're going to get continued to get hired. It's very, very competitive at its core. Um, or just the, like those bragging rights, because like, unfortunately, casting yeah. is very much so the like twice removed step redhead stepchild of television like we just got an emmy category um and like the oscars like maybe like two directors have ever thanked the casting department which is like you have nothing without casting you have nothing with everything else so you can't shoot anything without a cast right so it's like to be able to just at least say like that's mine like i did that you're like oh you you did that like yeah like I found that person or I made I convinced that person like there's so many shows that my roommates and I have cast that will watch tv and be like do you know how hard it was to get that person on a plane do you know how hard it was to convince that person that like we were real before we were real like things like that Mm -hmm. so that's true because I feel like there are a lot of scams out there and like sketchy things that are like yeah come do this thing you won't get paid but like you know, you'll get exposure and it's like you show up and it's just like some guy with a leather couch and he's like, sit on the couch and do porn or something, (laughs) you know, like you don't know. There's so many like of those sketchy things, like you said, that like we will literally tell people if someone asks you for money, they're they're not a real casting. Like if they ever try to do something, like Mm. they ask you for anything, like like dating naked or things like that. Like, yeah, like there's a lot of steps they have to go through to legally make sure they can talk to you about these things or have you mm-hmm. send footage of these things or just there's so many hoops about like so many checks and balances we have to go through that like if anyone's being weird to you or asks you for money, they're not real. But if I'm trying to describe to you like, hey, like here's literally my company's website or like you can go to my Instagram, you can Google me. I'm real, I promise. The show's just not real yet. You're going to be the first on the show. You're going to be the first on the show. So it really is just a lot of convincing people when you do a first season show, that's really hard. Like the four seasons. Yeah, that's People were like, yeah, like people or like other shows, people are just like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, yeah, it's not made yet, but yeah. like, you so, can be the first one. So that that you find to be difficult then is if the show's not out yet and it's a new show, you have like resistance from people coming. Yeah, it can, it can be difficult. Like a lot of us just have learned how to like sell really well. Like we're yeah. salespeople at the end of the day. We're mm-hmm. marketers, yeah. we're salespeople. <laughs> like, um, yeah. and so <laughs> but like, it is very difficult. Like we always say, like, until we have approved verbiage or approved flyers, it's the, that's the hardest thing until we have something we can tangibly show people mm-hmm. that we're just, they're, they're putting their faith yeah. into us. And I don't blame most people who are like, you're not real. And then you like joke, like you're going to feel stupid later. It's like, I probably wouldn't have said yes without some sort of tangible evidence. Right. Well, like I mm-hmm. might have, who knows? It all depends on like, the information you're getting but yeah it is kind of difficult for 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 first season shows at least well it goes to show you so like we always talk about even in film I mean film and television are always sharing so many qualities but like people don't realize all the work behind cat people don't watch a reality show I guarantee and never think about the casting aspect of it ever or a game show they're never yeah. thinking like wow how did all these people actually get here to do this show so it's like another job in the industry that people don't realize like oh yeah that's a job someone is there slaving over this particular thing so it's like hear about it yeah so I'm curious too with like um with competition shows like the four so we all know with American Idol the funny parts in like the earlier stages where clearly the people who are bad were casted to be bad and like we love the good ones we love the bad ones is like half of your day the bad ones like or what what is it like do you, I, do you get I genuinely, like, a lot of i genuinely cannot speak on any other show because i haven't worked on them so I, I can't say anything for the four no we we killed ourselves to find only good like only good mm. so like if they for some mm. reason I mean, I, I feel like there was a couple maybe moments where people thought like people weren't necessarily worth a battle or whatever the way the show worked. That was sincerely on just like your personal taste. Our jobs were literally 
to find the best of the best. Like, and the things with like competition shows that show bloopers, a lot of those people just genuinely try out and just genuinely exist. You just get like these really big moments yeah. on camera. Whereas like the four was very, we didn't, was very specific and very like, they wanted to really find really good people. So like, yeah, if we find somebody that was like goofy, we like laughed about it. We were just like, right. believe this person like thinks they sing well, but like, that was just like maybe like a goofy moment that we had in the office. Yeah. And that's what we really pride ourselves on at least with that show or like a lot of shows I've worked on besides maybe Jerry Springer is like, I've never really worked on a show where our goal was to ever humiliate anybody. And I didn't even say I wanted to humiliate people and Jerry, we were just like brainwashed to find crazy stuff. I, I can't speak, like I said, like on the bloopers they show on say American Idol or whatever, um, or like America's Got Talent or things of that nature. But like a lot of these shows, mm-hmm. like the people casting just they generally really want you to be good because they really, they want to be the person that said they found the winner. Like they just yeah. genuinely want to find the winner. Totally. So like, and we're never, we never try to humiliate people. And that's why a lot of people get, I think, confused when they try, they get nervous to try out for shows. Cause they're like, are you going to set me up to be embarrassed? It's like, nothing I can do will make you do something that will embarrass yourself that you wouldn't have already have done. So like, if you're going to embarrass yourself, that's not on me. Like, like if you don't like the way you sounded or you don't like the show you put on, I'm not the one out there performing and I'm not going to convince you to not do your best. We truly want you to do your best and whatever that entails is on you. So like, that's what a lot, I would have a lot of people for the first season of like, before they'd be like, oh, are you just going to set me up for failure? Like if I don't do well, because I don't know what the show is. And it's like, no, we're not trying to embarrass anybody. We're just trying to find really good people. And I'm, I would like to present you because I think you're good enough to at least be shown. If you don't make it further, that's just, that's out of my hands. Right. Or if you don't do well, or, or again, embarrassment is also very in the eye of the beholder. Like just because you found something embarrassing doesn't mean it was embarrassing to maybe the other person. So like we, I can't be held accountable that like, you maybe your voice breaking while you sang was like, oh, I was so embarrassed. Well, somebody else could have owned that and like could have totally played off that. So like, it's very subjective when it comes to like embarrassment, unless like we're actually like doing a prank show or like we purposely do something that's like very blatantly like- No, we're trying to embarrass you. Cause like I worked on the show. It was one season, best time ever with Neil Patrick Harris, um, which was a super crazy show. But a lot of people too were like, oh, are you trying to like prank us? And I was like, if you were being pranked, this isn't the conversation we'd be having. Like I'm trying to be embarrassed, <laughs> you know, like I'm not trying to embarrass you like at all. Like, oh my God, this is so interesting. I like, yeah, it's so good that like we just really want you to do well like I really do like because it gets so much joy for me watching being like that's my person or like literally that just like screaming the tv that's my person whether I've had some wine or not and just like like that's my baby baby. yes know that person and half the time they forget who I am like they're like and I'm just like "Mm mm-hmm Right. Oh, I think it's so cool that you have something to be proud of and like your work, your, you know, just like in film, because normally we have like, yeah. film, I feel like we a lot of times have guests that work on films and movies, but it's so cool to see the television side and the reality television aspect of it. But there's so many similarities and just like film people can yeah. be proud of what they're seeing on TV. So can reality television uh, behind the scenes people as well. Oh yeah. I think that's like, I mean, that's a really good point. I think a lot of people, like you said, they watch reality shows, whether it's Housewives or it's Let's Make a Deal or it's uh, American Idol. And they're just like, they don't realize how much it took to get those people on the show. Yeah, no way. That there is somebody at home going, I did that. And that's like really, really rewarding. Even if it's something silly, like, oh, like I got this guy on the show for five minutes. He did his thing. The judges might not have liked it, but like, I know how excited he was to do it. Yeah. So like that makes me really excited to know I got him on the show. Nicole invites all of you to <laughs> submit yourself have a bad experience there's always the opportunity to have a bad experience i'm not saying yeah. that you everything's always great there's plenty of people who have had bad times but that honestly it's nobody's goal is to make you have a bad time i think it's just like what i'm trying to get across is that like the people working to make these shows happen because i think that happens a lot with certain casts they'll be like oh i had a really bad experience and it's like that was never the goal though like nobody's goal right. is ever like, I hope you have a bad time backstage for whatever right. the show 
guys or like even like dating shows i've worked on dating shows oh like i didn't find love or i or i'm nervous that i'm gonna look stupid at this point like you, all you gotta do is try like i get you don't want to look stupid then don't do something stupid yeah <laughs> something stupid don't drink too much of that champagne they're passing around set. Maybe uh, right, like producers will produce. I mean, I'll give credit cards too. Producers will produce the fuck out of you because that's their job is right. to be like, go have fun, go right. have fun. But at the end of the day, nobody's responsibility is you if you said something out of color or out of context. Right. Or fell yeah. down, like sweetie, right. you. Th- I didn't push you down. Like I want to make sure you had a good time. Yeah, exactly. I didn't tell you to drink that extra glass of wine, or if yeah. I did, I thought you could handle it. Like a lot of these shows shows is a lot of people, and I get it. A lot of people are very nervous because they're like, I don't want to look dumb, but also look how fucking good so many of these people look. Like Love Island, I know everyone who cast Love Island. I watched all of Love Island because so many of my friends cast it. And literally from a casting, like I was so enthralled with it just from a casting standpoint because I'm like, I know how hard they work to get those people on there. And the bat, like jumps they had to go through quarantine like I know people who were uh contest like talent wranglers for it that I'm just like wow you cannot walk away from that show saying you had a bad time you can but like <laughs> more choice <laughs> your yeah, heart might have been broken right. but like you were on an yeah. island <laughs> or, like, you didn't break anybody's hearts you just it didn't work out for a reason or it did or it did and you're fucking welcome yeah Okay, Nicole, so my last question for you is for anyone out there listening that wants to audition for an unscripted or reality show, what is the best advice you can give them to actually make it through and get on the show? Um, No, so this is literally like the biggest takeaway, I think, for myself, my roommates, my, uh, my coworkers. Like, we will say it's we're blue in the face. We don't like we don't give you instruction. We don't send you emails for fun. People are their biggest enemy because they think they know better than like what we're telling them. If mm-hmm. we tell you to show up looking a certain way, show up looking a certain way. If we're telling you mm-hmm. to do something, you have to do it before right. us to first of all take you seriously and for you to look good. My roommate, for example, was literally just casting this show and she was like, the amount of people who have shown up in their car, have done their home tapes in their pajamas or have shown up like literally (laughs) like out, like being like, I know this looks bad, but don't send those tapes in. Like, don't send that to me. You already know you look fucking bad or you already know you're not in a good mood. Oh, I had such a bad day, but hey, it's like, you're not going anywhere. Like, like, take it seriously. And I know people are like, but you're just like the first round but you're not going to get a second round. You're not right. going to get seen by anybody mm-hmm. unless you treat even just like the initial, the initial anything seriously. Yeah. Take your application seriously. Don't write stupid shit. Like, don't be like, <laughs> what's a fun fact? And be like, I I like, my favorite color is red or something that's like, oh, or like something weird, something sexual, something perverted, something right. you think funny that's not because it's like, then we don't, we already know you're not taking this seriously. Treat this as if it's a job. It's like a job application at the end of the day, treat the application, treat the phone call, treat the interview as if this is a job. And would you present yourself like this? If you were trying to get a job, no matter what the job is like, and I say too, like, I respect anybody. If you want to get a job, fast food, you want to be an executive of Microsoft, it doesn't matter. You should treat it all the same because it's professionalism. Like we want you to do well, like, because it makes us look good. And also because then it makes me more motivated to do my job well. So I think that's that's like, oh, like I sound really positive. It's like, I sound positive, but I'm also just trying to like get across the line that like, this is to benefit you if you want this. Like we will make it happen if you want it. Like have a little bit of self-awareness of how you present yourself. And that's all we ask and is to have a good attitude and have a really good time. Everybody (laughs) who wants to be invited onto a reality show, listen to Nicole's advice. Otherwise you will not be invited like Mary Kate and I. (laughs) (laughs) My other advice is like, don't be too, the one thing that sounds kind of funny is like, don't be too thirsty. Like it literally is one of those things where like, I know a lot of people really want to be on shows, but if you start hounding us after we've told you, like, we don't know anything, it's not going to make it go any faster. Oh my God. I've learned so much today. Thank you, Nicole. I so appreciate you coming on. I feel like I have a whole new light 
now I'll never be able to watch a reality show the same again because I'll be thinking of you and I'll be yes. looking at all those people being like, I wonder if Nicole cast them. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears go into yeah. casting. And I think people don't realize that is my other thing is that like we do not get appreciated. And it's not like me being like, oh, like thank me. It's more just like I think the whole casting side of entertainment. Um just like, yeah, like look at it from a different light of like, even if you're watching a movie, someone had to discover oh, like known. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. had to discover whoever is a big movie star. Oh, they get asked now, but they originally had to audition. Yes, like exactly. somebody had to yeah. give somebody a chance and like good casts make or break a movie. They make or break a television show. They make or break literally everything you watch. And it's totally. so important to like, I think just like kind of have that sort of like, oh, somebody did that. And yeah. I don't think a lot of people yeah. do that a lot. That's the goal of our whole show yes. is to get people to know all the different things that go on behind the scenes and hopefully get us invited somewhere yeah. someday. We'll <laughs> be on your shows. We'll, we'll do it, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> invite us. I'll take it seriously, I promise. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 10. Thank you. This was awesome. I hope you enjoyed Nicole. If you want to be on a reality show, find her on Instagram. And if you want to tell us any of your crazy stories, definitely reach out to us on Instagram or shoot us an email. It's in the show notes. We love you guys. We'll see you you next time. But seriously, guys. Seriously, guys? But seriously, guys. How are we not invited? invited?